0: Hello and thank you for tuning into Bible Study. I hope you're having a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day here in Taos, New Mexico. It was a beautiful, nice warm day today, a winter warm day today, and it was the first one that's been warm in a bit here since we had a big snowfall on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. It has been absolutely beautiful snow that we've had in Taos, and what fun it's been. We actually have taken the children to go play, and and I just love fresh fallen snow. It's so fluffy and beautiful. It makes all things new. It just blankets the entire earth and landscape, and it was a heavy snow, and I got to really understand the meaning of heavy snow because the snow was so thick that it weighted down the branches of the trees that it was actually heavy upon their branches, and they were leaning into my driveway. <laughs> heavy snow. It was so beautiful, but I'm very grateful for the moisture that we needed so much in Taos, and it was snow in a lot of different areas and so I'm very grateful for that moisture and for the drenching our dry lands. It's very much a blessing. Before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. Yahweh, we just come before you and we just thank you for all that it is that you're doing upon this earth to restore your kingdom and to establish your kingdom upon this earth and in our hearts that your will would be done upon this earth as it is in heaven. We just thank you that you are the one that gathers. You are the one that restores. You're the one that redeems. We don't deserve it, but that's who you are. And we just thank you for your mighty salvation. We thank you for your transforming work. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is doing a new thing in our hearts and in our lives. And we just give you honor and glory and praise your name. We will declare the testimony of your saving power and grace, the salvation of our God. And we will not be ashamed in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. This one is titled Kingdom Come, and that is exciting. We have so much to look forward to, and we can see that the kingdom is being established, that Yahweh is fulfilling his promises, that we see upheavals. We know that they're working for good. We know that there is great awakening that is taking place, causing people to pray and to seek Yahweh like never before, and that it's such an awesome privilege to be alive at this time, at this hour, in this season upon the earth, that we can witness that, and we can witness his kingdom kingdom come and being established in our own lives. Remember, the kingdom of heaven is within us. And Yahweh begins to do a transforming work in us through his spirit. As he draws us to himself, as he cleanses us and brings us into his salvation, he removes by his spirit the idols and the things of this world. He begins to purify us and change and transform our lives as ready brides. We don't have to be a woman to be called a bride of Yeshua. And it might seem a little odd that men and women alike are the bride of Yeshua, but it's really the church. It's really his body. We are being established and we are being transformed to be ready for his return. And that's something that takes place in our hearts and in our lives before he returns. And that's exciting that we can be included in that picture as he fulfills his promises upon the earth. And that's what we're speaking of today. And so we're going to look at some passages starting in Ezekiel. And this is a beautiful prophetic word that Ezekiel was given. And it was about Israel. It was about their apostasy, the way that they had turned away from God to follow after the idols. And there was going to be the Babylonian exile 70 years of righteous judgment that Yahweh brought to his people out of great love, but then he would return them. He would restore them. They would rebuild. A remnant would come out of Babylon, and they would choose to worship Yahweh in spirit and in truth. They would rebuild Jerusalem's walls. They would rebuild the temple. They would focus their heart to turn their hearts back to worshiping Yahweh, and it was out of his great mercy, his forgiveness, and his compassion that he would draw his people that had been scattered. he would bring them home and that's a prophecy for now because that's what he's doing in the spirit and that's what he's doing is he gathers together a remnant he's gathering together his people drawing us from the four corners of the earth that we would rise up in these last days and seek his face and rise up into our calling as kingdom children of the most high kings and priests that he has established us to dwell in him to worship him to know him to know his ways that he would. Establish his kingdom upon this earth, a new heavens and a new earth. And so, this is very exciting because it's all prophecies. It's his word that he is fulfilling. And he gave these covenant promises to Abraham. We are children of Abraham. We are called with a purpose, and he is purifying his remnant. He is preparing his bride. And that comes through fires, that comes through awakenings, that comes through different things that we're seeing, but it's for a purpose and it's for a greater good and it's for a greater promise. So we're going to look at that passage. You can read the whole thing and we're going to hone in at the end when the chapter shifts and it begins to speak of the promises. It talks and outlines where the people had drifted away and how they had followed after their own ways. And then we see this shift of mercy coming in. And this is Ezekiel 20, 40 through 44 that we're going to read. It says, for on my holy mountain, on the mountain height of Israel says Yahweh there, All the house of Israel, all of them in the land, shall serve me. There I will accept them, and there I will require your offerings and the first fruit of your sacrifices, together with all your holy things. I will accept you as a sweet aroma. When I bring you out from the peoples and gather you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will be hallowed in you before the Gentiles. And that's just powerful because it speaks spiritually of what He's doing as He calls His people out of the world, out of Egypt, out of. Babylon, out of these places where we have been, and he calls us into this place of consecration, into this place of sanctification, of holiness, and of worship upon his holy mountain. And it's a place where you offer yourself. You say, God, I am yours. Use me for your kingdom. Use me for your glory. It's in this place where he accepts us as a sweet offering because it comes from a heart place of sincerity, a place of humility. It's a place that he brought us to where he gathered us from the four corners, and he brings us what has been scattered that we can worship him. In spirit and in truth, we see in verse 42, it says, then you shall know that I am Yahweh, when I bring you into the land of Israel, into the country for which I raised my hand in an oath to give to your fathers. We're seeing that prophetic covenant promise that is being fulfilled, that he draws his people to fulfill his word, because he gave an oath, and he is not a man that he should lie. And he is not like us, that we say something and we don't always fulfill that. He is God and he is faithful and we can stand and trust in his faithfulness. Verse 43 says, and there you shall remember your ways and all your doings with which you were defiled and you will loathe yourselves in your own sight because of all the evils that you have committed. And I don't know about you, but when I am in the presence of Yahweh and his love just begins just is pouring out and you just feel the sweet presence, every hole in your heart is filled and you encounter his sweet presence and you're just enveloped in that place. You see yourself, you see your ways and you don't like those ways. Maybe you had a bad attitude earlier in the day or maybe you fell to love somebody or maybe spoke in haste or whatever it is, all of a sudden you're just like, I don't like that. You're next to his holiness. You're in his perfect love. And you realize your ways are sinful and you're just feeling his love washing over it all. But you loathe the sin and you're like, God, change me, transform me that I would be more loving like you, more like your holy presence because you're next to a holy God and he begins to change you and transform you. Verse 44 says, then you shall know that I am Yahweh when I have dealt with you for my name's sake, not according to your wicked ways, not according to to your corrupt doings, O house of Israel, says Yahweh, in that place of presence and in that place where you're touching him and you're encountering his love. It's a place where you realize, I don't deserve this and I didn't earn it. And it's not something that came from me, but it comes from a God who is faithful. It comes because he could have dealt a lot worse with me. He could have done a lot of things. I deserve death. I deserve sickness. I deserve these consequences of my behavior. And yet his mercy, his forgiveness is rushing in like a mighty flood. He Has dealt with us not according to what we deserve, but according to his word and his faithfulness. That is who he is. When we know his love in that way, when we know him in that way, we come to know him face to face. We come to know his salvation. We come to see what a gracious, merciful, faithful God, forgiving God that he is. And that is who he is. The scripture says that those who love know God. And when we know God, God, it's when we know and we have encountered his love in salvation. That is when we know him, when we see the error of our ways and the many ways that we have fallen short of the glory, but here he is and he's loving and he's not accounting our sins against us. And that is Yeshua. That is the salvation of Yeshua. That is the good news of the gospel. Amen. This scripture also describes this time Jerusalem was destroyed. Babylon took over Jerusalem. And then 70 years later, they come to rebuild after this time of judgment. So Yahweh cleansed his house first with the judgment and the 70 years of exile. But then he does this new thing he expresses his love not in judgment but in restoration in grace and in faithfulness so he didn't deal with his people as they deserved but according to his name according to his faithfulness and he honored that covenant with Abraham he honors it today and that's who we are we as believers in this hour who have chosen to serve him in spirit and in truth who choose to seek his ways surrender our hearts we're a remnant and he is preserved a remnant that we would be a light. On this earth, a light to the Gentiles, a light to the nations that we would be shining brightly in a dark world in this time and in this season upon the earth. And Yahweh is the one who's doing it, and He's redeeming us. He's gathering us. He's pouring His Spirit into us, His Holy Spirit that compels us to transformation, that compels us when we've encountered that kind of love. We can't help but then pour that love out into our families and into our interactions and into to what we do we feel this love we encounter his presence and it's not of ourselves we desire to then follow his ways to be faithful we desire it's a passion and it is a reverence that he places in us that begins to change who we are that we would walk in his ways walk in the ways of wisdom he transforms us into that bride and we read about the bride and I've done a study upon this on Bridean and it's called the bride and it basically outlines the bride of Yeshua with the Proverbs wife, which is Proverbs 31. And you can read about the Proverbs wife in that chapter. I remember reading that 13 years ago, right after I had encountered the Holy Spirit for the first time and thinking, wow, I am nowhere near this lady. And fast forward 12 years last year, I did this study on the bride and I began to read the Proverbs wife again, Proverbs 31, and break it down and really look at it in the Hebrew language. And I began to to see Wow, this is the work the Spirit of God has been doing in me. He's been creating in me to be this bride, this bride of Yeshua, a Proverbs wife. He's been sanctifying me, changing me, changing my behavior, my attitudes, my thoughts, my character, so that I would resemble this bride. And I realized at that point, it's not about being a woman or a man, it's about being His bride. And He's doing that to His body, He's doing that to His church, His ecclesia. His his remnant, He is cleansing us, purifying us, making us ready brides because He's coming soon. So when we look at Proverbs 31 verse 10 and it goes on through the rest of the chapter describing the character of this Bride describing this Proverbs wife. And her husband, obviously, is Yahweh. Yahweh is number one in her life. When we look at her characteristics, she has the fear of him in her life. She reveres him. She is precious to him, more precious than jewels. And she rewards him with goodness. And it's this two-way relationship. Yahweh has been good. He has poured out his salvation. He has loved us. And then we have this reverential desire to serve him, to love him, that we could be trustworthy, faithful brides in his kingdom. It says that she works diligently. She selects fine fabric. She supplies food for her home. She buys a field and plants it and produces much fruit from it. She draws her strength from Yahweh. Her arms are made strong by his might, by his power. Her lamp doesn't burn out. She's got her lamp filled with the oil of the presence of the kingdom of heaven, and she is overflowing with light in a dark world. She loves to weave. She takes care of her household and her workers, the poor and the needy. She wears fine clothing and she doesn't fear the times of winter, the times of snow. Her children are dressed, they're warm. She laughs at the times to come because there's things that are coming upon this earth. But we can still have the joy of Yahweh no matter what, being a well-watered tree with our roots deep down into the waters of living water. We do not have to fear what's to come because our strength is not in man. Our strength is not in governments. Our strength is not in this world and its systems and in Babylon. Our strength comes from an everlasting kingdom. His kingdom come. That is our strength. Her mouth speaks wisdom. She loves instruction. She takes care of her household. She's never idle. Her husband praises her. Her children call her blessed. She is a woman who fears Yahweh and she is raised at the gates and that is a beautiful description of what Yahweh begins to do to his people, to his remnant, this transformation that happens through his presence, through being in his word, through walking with him, through weathering the wilderness, leaning on her beloved. This is the proverb's wife, the bride of Yeshua that he is preparing, and he's doing this work. It is not by might, it's not by power, but it is by his spirit, and he's doing this work, and we can surrender to that process aloud him to do this cleansing. This is our testimony, the work that he has done in us from beginning to end when you first encountered the spirit of God till now. That is your testimony. The scripture says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and that we do not love our lives so much as to shrink from death, meaning we're willing to share that testimony no matter what people say, no matter how they persecute or no matter what comes our way. We're willing to declare. declare of his work, his saving power, his salvation in our lives. We're willing to declare it, and that's what we're going to get into. The next verse that we're going to look at is found in the New Testament, and this one is in 2 Timothy. This is when Paul is writing his second letter to Timothy, and he's about to end his ministry, and he's giving encouragement to Timothy, who is a young evangelist, a young pastor, a young Apostle, He's giving him encouragement to not neglect the gift that was given to him by the laying on of hands, to stir up the gift that was imparted upon him to be a messenger, to declare the salvation of Yeshua to the ends of the earth, and to be a steward of the kingdom come. And in verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, it says, Yahweh has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of Yahweh, nor me, his prisoner, and that's Paul, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of Yahweh. Hallelujah. Father, let us not be timid. Let us not be afraid. Let us declare boldly of the salvation of what you've done for us, that we would declare of the gospel, the salvation of who you are. Let us not be ashamed of our testimony of how you've changed us, transformed us, cleansed us, purified us, brought us out of that place of idolatry to bring us unto yourself so that we could have a relationship, a restored communion with you and in your presence and in your holy Mount Zion. Let us not be afraid to declare of his work in our lives on this earth. Amen. Many are the persecutions of his people, but he delivers us from them. We do not have to fear. We do not have to worry. We don't have to worry what people will say, but continue to spread the good news of the gospel to endure to persevere in these last days that his kingdom would be established in us and upon this earth and that we would continue to declare of the salvation of Yeshua to those who are lost and dying and be mighty bright lights for his kingdom for this time upon this earth amen amen we give you glory yahweh we just thank you for this word of encouragement we thank you for what it is that you're doing in our hearts and lives we thank you that you're doing it because you're faithful and you're gathering together your remnants and you're calling us to be a faithful bride you're cleansing and purifying us by your spirit and that we would have that testimony to declare it to spread your gospel to a lost and dying world upon this this earth and in this season for such a time as this. We just give you glory, Father. I pray that every person listening today would be touched by your Spirit, the tangible Holy Spirit of God would go into this message and do a mighty work in hearts to open eyes, to open ears, to transform us from glory to glory. We pray that your will will be done. Your kingdom will come upon this earth as it is in heaven. In Yeshua's holy, precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that this study has blessed you. I hope that you are encouraged this week to just go forward in boldness and in trust and knowing that his kingdom is here, his kingdom's within us, his kingdom is coming and he's doing a mighty work and that we can continue to speak and to declare what he calls us to speak and continue to speak speak of who he is in our lives and not be ashamed of his gospel and not fear. We do not have to fear because it's perfect. Love casts out every spirit of fear. If you would like a copy of my two books, I have two books that are out right now and I'm almost out of stock. Both of them I'm going to have to do another printing, but if you haven't gotten a book and you would like a book or two of my books, the first book is King of Glory, A Journey out of Egypt into the Promised Land, and this is the third edition third printing. And then I also have King of Glory coming out of Babylon and back to the promised land, which talks about a lot of what we were speaking of today. If you would like a copy of those books that are encouraging and also teaching, they have different pointers that can help us in this hour upon this earth and how to stand in this hour. If you would like those books, email me your address your mailing address at househope@gmail.com. at gmail.com. They are a gift. I'm giving them as gifts because Yahweh gave me my life again. I almost died in October and I'm just so thankful I am alive. He has blessed us to give these out freely. And so we have been freely given life, freely given provision, freely given so that we can give to you. So please do not hesitate to email me your address. And Yahweh bless you and you have a very blessed week. Amen.